Earth an island to her. She is so light and small. And then she cannot escape. And, while she is away, we will make haste and prepare the stateroom under the marsh in which you are to live when you are married. Far out in the stream grew a number of water lilies with broad green leaves which seemed to float on the top of the water. The largest of these leaves appeared farther off than the rest and the old toad swam out to it with the walnut shell, in which little Thumbelina lay still asleep. The tiny little creature woke very early in the morning, and began to cry bitterly when she found where she was, for she could see nothing but water on every side of the large green leaf, and no way of reaching the land. Meanwhile, the old toad was very busy under the marsh, decking her room with rushes and wild yellow flowers to make it look pretty for her new daughter-in-law. Then she swam out with her ugly son to the leaf on which she had placed poor little Thumbelina. She wanted to fetch the pretty bed that she might put it in the bridal chamber to be ready for her. The old toad bowed low to her in the water and said, Here is my son. He will be your husband and you will live happily in the marsh by the stream. Croak, 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 was all her son could say for himself. So the toad took up the elegant little bed and swam away with it, leaving Thumbelina all alone on the green leaf, where she sat and wept. She could not bear to think of living with the old toad and having her ugly son for a husband. The little fishes, who swam about in the water beneath, had seen the toad and heard what she said, so they lifted their heads above the water to look at the little maiden. As soon as they caught sight of her, they saw she was very pretty, and it made them very sorry to think that she must go and live with the ugly toads. No, it must never be. So they assembled together in the water, round the green stalk which held the leaf on which the little maiden stood, and gnawed it away at the root with their teeth. Then the leaf floated down the stream, carrying Thumbelina far away out of reach of land. Thumbelina sailed past many towns, and the little birds in the bushes saw her and sang, What a lovely little creature! So the leaf swam away with her farther and farther, till it brought her to other lands. A graceful little white butterfly constantly fluttered round her, and at last alighted on the leaf. Thumbelina pleased him, and she was glad of it, for now the toad could not possibly reach her, and the country through which she sailed was beautiful, and the sun shone upon the water till it glittered like liquid gold. She took off her girdle and tied one end of it round the butterfly, and the other end of the ribbon she fastened to the leaf, which now glided on much faster than ever, taking little Thumbelina with it as she stood. Presently, a large cockchafer flew by. The moment he caught sight of her, he seized her round her delicate waist with his claws and flew with her into a tree. The green leaf floated away on the brook, and the butterfly flew with it, for he was fastened to it and could not get away. Oh, how frightened little Thumbelina felt when the cockchafer flew with her to the tree. But especially she was sorry for the beautiful white butterfly, which she had fastened to the leaf, for if he could not free himself, he would die of hunger. But the cockchafer did not trouble himself at all about the matter. 
He seated himself by her side on a large green leaf, gave her some honey from the flowers to eat, and told her she was very pretty, though not in the least like a cockchafer. After a time, all the cockchafers turned up with their feelers and said, She has only two legs. How ugly that looks. She has no feelers, said another. Her waist is quite slim. Pooh, she's like a human being. Ooh, she is ugly, said all the lady cockchafers, although Thumbelina was very pretty. Then the cockchafer who had run away with her believed all the others when they said she was ugly and would have nothing more to say to her and told her she might go where she liked. Then he flew down with her from the tree and placed her on a daisy and she wept at the thought that she was so ugly that even the cockchafers would have nothing to say to her. And all the while, she was really the loveliest creature that one could imagine.